0: Good morning. It is September 11th, 2023. Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. My name is Travis Albanicius, and our topic this month is mentorship. And last week we defined mentorship as the influence, guidance, or direction given by a mentor or teacher to a protege. And last week we briefly looked at the life of Jesus and saw that one of Jesus' priorities was mentorship. Jesus prioritized the development of leaders. He was intentional about inviting others to follow him and mentoring the men that he would eventually ask to carry his message forward. And one of the followers uh, of Jesus named Matthew, we, we talked about this last week, he even recorded the very last words of Jesus in Matthew 28, verse 19. Where after Jesus died and resurrected, right before he ascended back into heaven, Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, Go and make disciples. Make followers. Be a mentor. Lead others to fully follow me as you follow me. And hopefully you were stirred by last week's podcast and and motivated to mentor someone. Because the world needs more Christian mentors. Mentors. But this week, I want to talk to you about the key to being a great mentor. And I want to share with you a little bit about my experience when I was young being mentored by men who are missing this key and this golden nugget of wisdom. So here it is. Here's the key. Are you ready for it? If you want to be a great mentor, first, you have to be a great protege. Let me say that one more time. If you want to be a great mentor, first you have to be a great protege. And you might say, well, what is a protege? And I'm glad you asked. A protege is a person who is being mentored. A protege is defined as someone who is guided and supported by an older and more experienced or influential person. And if you want to be a great mentor, first you have to be a great Protege. And what I've found is that after someone understands the importance of mentorship, a lot of us are quick to say, Hey, I get it. I need to develop young leaders. I want to be a mentor. We're quick to want to be a mentor, but we're not so quick to humbly take the lower position of a protege. We're not so quick to humbly submit ourselves to someone who's a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, and influential. So that we can be guided and supported by them. We don't want to be a protege. We want to be a mentor. But before you can be a great mentor, you need to be a great protege. And this is true in almost every other area of our life. If you want to be a great teacher, you first have to be a great student. And a lot of the world's best coaches were once great players who sat under the leadership of great coaches. And this is true for the disciples, too. I mean, think about this. Before Jesus gave his great commission, before Jesus told his top up-and-coming leaders to go and make disciples, he first asked them to follow him, to walk with them or with him. And he first called them to be students of his because he was the more experienced and more influential leader. And they humbly sat at his, as his protégés for two to three years. Now, just like us, I mean, these men fell into thinking they were ready to lead at a high level right away. They were ready to go and make disciples right out of the gate. And we know that because of some of the things that they said and did. They made some really foolish requests to Jesus that proved that they weren't quite ready to step out and mentor. And I think it's significant That when you look at Jesus' last words, they weren't his first words. Jesus' last words were, go and make disciples. They weren't his first. Instead, he knew it was going to take some time to grow these men into the leaders he wanted them to be. There was a growth period, a time where the men following him needed to experience leadership with him. They needed to be sharpened and prepared. And we are no different, guys. If we want to be a great mentor first, we need to be a great protege. Which means we need to find a mentor who we respect, a godly man who is a little bit older and experienced and influential, who is balanced in his faith, his family, his friends, his fitness, and his finances. And we need to seek their guidance and support because only when we are a great protege will we eventually be a great mentor. Because to be a great mentor, first, we need to be a great protege. And why is it important to be a protege first? One reason I hear men shy away from being a mentor or, or starting a small group or leading other men in life is because they don't feel qualified, especially in our Christian circles. right? We tell ourselves and others that, that we don't know the Bible well enough to be a leader. Or what I also know to be true is that we don't want to lead because maybe we're falling short or we have some type of sin in our life. And so instead of of leaning into Jesus and a great mentor to help us, we just tell ourselves and others that we're not good enough. And we give reasons as to why we don't have the time to step into a leadership role. And listen, that was me. I was there. But here's the truth that I realized. Our feelings of inadequacy and our shortcomings in not living a godly life or having some type of sin in our life does not give us an excuse to not participate in this call to go and make disciples. It doesn't give us permission to not be intentional about raising up leaders. So here's my nudge to you. If you're like me and how I used to to think... And maybe you have some type of sin or a feeling of inadequacy or hesitancy because of a weakness in your life. That's fine. But there's a choice that you get to make. You don't have to stay there. And you can decide right here, right now, to lean into Christ and his grace and his forgiveness and invite the Holy Spirit to help you conquer your doubts or your sin or your shame. And as a matter of fact... We need you to make that decision. Your hesitancy to lead is holding you back from being all that God wants to do through your life and in your life. Guys, God's grace is sufficient for you. He died for our sin, for your sin. He gave you his spirit to overcome any weakness that you have. And it's amazing that God works in mysterious ways. He often uses our weaknesses and our mistakes to make his greatness shine through us. Paul, one of the early followers of Christ, wrote that God's power is made perfect in weakness. And you probably heard the saying, Jesus doesn't always call the qualified, more often he qualifies the called. Is he calling you? Is your phone ringing? I think it might be, and it's time to answer. It's time to get on track to be a great mentor. But to be a great mentor first, you need to be a great protege. The world would be a much better place if each of us took on this call to be a protege and then stepped up to be a mentor. And I actually think we might solve the world's problems. I mean, think about it. If every man had a godly mentor to meet with on a biweekly basis, that they could bring their goals and aspirations to, and that godly mentor would carve out time to meet with them and listen to them and encourage them, guide them, and fervently pray for them and give them advice when they're about to make a big decision or possibly a bad decision, the world would be a better place. And the world will be a better place as more and more of us humbly submit to the leadership and guidance of a more experienced godly man. See, when I think back on my life and I try to remember all the men who impacted me in a significant way, first I think of my dad and both of my grandfathers. And all three, in a non-formal way, were mentors to me. And I learned a lot of really valuable lessons from them. But you know what? I also learned and picked up on some bad habits from them. Lots of good, but also some bad. And you know it to be true, right? More lessons are caught than they are taught. And the more we're around a man, the more we pick up on. And yeah, we'll pick up on positive attributes, but we'll also just as ready pick up on the not so positive attributes. And it makes me ask the question what attributes am I passing on to my kids, which will eventually get passed on to my grandkids? I mean, do you ever contemplate that? What unhealthy habits and lifestyle choices are our kids and grandkids picking up from us? And what if our pursuit of a mentor and our willingness to submit to the leadership of a more experienced godly man could round out some of our rough edges and our rough spots as fathers and grandfathers and as men? See, I think if I asked my dad and my grandfathers if they wanted me to pick up their bad habits, they'd tell you no and that they never intended to pass those habits along to me. And I also know that if they had a do-over and they could correct it, they probably would. And my proposed solution to them would not be to just tell them to try harder on their own and fix their bad habits. My proposed solution would be mentorship. If they could have, if they could have had a mentor in their lives to help guide them as they followed Christ and raised a family and that they could connect with on a regular basis and open up and share their wins and struggles with, I think some of their bad habits may have been rounded out. And if they knew they had a way to make me more Christ-like as their son and grandson and help me to be more successful as a young man, I think all of them would have said yes to mentorship. They would have figured out how to be a great protege if that's what it took. And I'd venture to guess that if my dad and my grandfathers had godly mentors, that I would have picked up more healthy habits and less bad habits. I bet that would have helped me avoid making some of the bad decisions that I made and that I had to pay the consequences for. And let me ask you, who are the men who have had significant influence in your life? And what good things did you pick up from them? Probably a lot. But what What about the bad? What about the subtle bad things that we picked up? And here's the question. Do you think you might have picked up less bad habits if the men who raised you and were, if they were, actively seeking Jesus and actively seeking to improve their walk with him and actively and intentionally meeting with another godly man to mentor them, do you think you may have picked up less bad and more good? Could some of our big mistakes have been avoided just because a mentor was pouring in to our fathers or our grandfathers or any other men who had a significant influence in our lives? The answer, I think, is clear. See, what if mentorship is the key to generational change, the key to our family tree thriving? But it would take two things. First, we'd have to understand the importance of mentorship and how it can have a positive impact on our lives, but also on the lives of our families. And second... We would have to humbly submit to the, to the guidance and the direction of a godly mentor. We'd have to intentionally seek out a godly, more experienced, and influential man and invite them into this mentorship relationship. But then we'd have to go to work figuring out how to be a great protege and how to get the most out of the mentorship. We'd have to learn how to be a great protege. We'd have to go to work identifying what our God-given desires and passions are. We'd have to put them on paper. Then we'd have to take ownership to schedule biweekly meetings with our mentor and keep those meetings. We'd have to realize that being a great protege takes work. It takes intentionality. It takes thought power and being committed. But if we recognize the importance and the potential fruit that our mentorship could bear in our lives, we'd be all in. I mean, if we knew the potential for exponential generational change in our families, we'd be all in. And if we did it, what would be the result? Perhaps our rough edges would be rounded out. Perhaps the secret habits and sins in our lives would be overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of walking with another man in mentorship. Perhaps all this would lead to us being better husbands, better fathers, better grandfathers, better businessmen, and perhaps it would impact generations for years and years to come. The world needs more godly mentors. Jesus calls us to make disciples, and you can be a disciple maker. You can be a great godly mentor, but first you need to be a great Protégé. Should we start a movement? Do you want to be a part of that movement? And guys, there's a lot at stake. So I think think you should join us. And that's why we exist at Men of Iron, to help you be all that God called you to be. We exist to help you change your family tree. And we believe that mentorship is the key to unlocking your potential. So if you want to be a part of that movement, let us know. If you're ready to be a protege, let us know. We want to help you learn how to be a great protege so that you can grow into being a great mentor. Email me, travisa at menofiron.org or just message us through our website. Let us know. It's our mission to help you. And the last thing I just want to invite you to is, look, if you're looking for a way to grow and connect with some other guys who are just like you and live in Lancaster County, PA, I want to invite you to a small group. It's starting this coming Wednesday, and we have limited spots, but we're going to walk through our Men of Iron series titled A Man's Game Plan. We have a spot in effort of Pennsylvania to meet, and I'd love for you to come and join me as we walk through that series together. You can email me again at Travis A at o-r-g and I'll send you the link to register. Join us. Let's climb the mountain together. In order to be a great mentor, you've got to first be a great protege. Talk to you next week.